All right, good morning. All right, this passage from Mark chapter 6 is, uh, I think, one that we've been revisiting a lot this past year. I mean, so much so that we started our 5 and 2 ministry named after this uh, miracle story. So let's take a fresh look at it again today. This story comes right after yesterday's DT passage where the disciples were sent out two by two. And now they've come back. And in verse 31, Jesus says, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. Without a doubt, they had been working hard and they had no leisure even to eat. So some things uh, Jesus knows that we see here. He knows that they have been working hard. He knows that they need rest. And I think that is encouraging for us. I mean, as we work hard, doing a lot of things for our ministry, it can be tiring. You have a full day's work, you have Zoom meetings, and then there's ministry at night uh, or on weekends. So we need time to rest, to get back into the Word of God, to catch up with one another. I mean, for us, yesterday, we got to go with our ministry group, at least those who had the day off, and to take our kids to eat and play with one another at, at the park. So those times are needed, too. But as the story goes, there are other needs, things in tension that we need to keep in mind, and that's with this crowd. Jesus knows the disciples just came back from teaching and healing, but he also sees the crowd, and how does he uh, see them or feel about them? Verse 34, it was a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. First is the insight into Jesus. I mean, his life was busy, but his life was also full of interruptions that he welcomed. And one way is that he had, um, one way that he welcomed them is, the, is that he had compassion on them. Jesus, Jesus also saw them like sheep without a shepherd. I mean, without a shepherd, sheep are in big trouble. Likewise, people without a true guide for their lives, without a God who could lead them through all the storms of life and most importantly, know how to deal with their sins and to relate with God. I mean, without that, that person is in big trouble. And here is this crowd that has come to hear more from Jesus. And how could he just turn them away despite the fatigue? So hearing their need, he began to teach them many things. Uh, for me, I was thinking about Jesus wanting to get away and rest. Um, he wanted his disciples to also get some rest. And uh, Jesus is on his way to meet the need of the disciples. But the need that halts him is a great crowd who is like a sheep without a shepherd, as it says in verse 34. Um, there could have been many other ways that Jesus could have responded to the crowds. He could have dismissed them, said, I'm on my way to rest. We'll be back tomorrow. Come back then. But no, Jesus responds with compassion. And I'm really challenged by that because more often than not, when I'm on my way to rest, how hard it is to respond with compassion. So how does Jesus have this kind of compassionate response? And I, I was thinking about, I think it first begins with seeing um, and Jesus saw the crowd, and it's so hard uh, to actually see people because um, often what gets in the way is my needs, the things that I feel disgruntled um, by, the things that I feel frustrated over, or the things that I need to get done, and the list goes on. And what I see has so much to do with me and not others. So when we walk into a room, do I notice others, remember what they're going through, what others are dealing with? It takes a lot of um, hard work to do that, to pause from the clamor of things in my own mind and heart that have to probably do with different um, frustrations of my own life or insecurities and simply notice someone else. And when I do that, I think compassion does arise. 
you know, I thought about our brothers who get the privilege of going to Dream Center. Uh, they get to experience some of this. No matter what kind of day you're personally having at work or home, you go there and you can't help but to see these men. These men have been incarcerated, and when they say they don't know why their phone is vibrating or what to do when the phone rings, you begin to see them. These men locked up for 30 to 40 years and all that means as they try to re-enter society. And then compassion arises. So I'm so thankful that we have this ministry that helps us to see people. I was thinking about, but um, living that life of um, seeing, I think allows um, our hearts to have compassion and then we need to move towards um, needs. And when we do that, it's going to lead us to places where we're going to feel like we don't have enough. And I thought, maybe that's part of why we choose not to see at times, because we know that if we see, then we need to do something about it. And this scenario of Jesus taking the disciples away to rest leads to them being, to them meeting a crowd, and then Jesus teaching the crowds, and then culminating in Jesus telling the disciples that they should give the crowd something to eat. Not only is their rest interrupted by Jesus welcoming and teaching the crowds, but Jesus tells them, uh, tells them to give the crowd something to eat, and the disciples' responses send them away. Responding to needs sounds great, and when I'm, in, when I'm the recipient of compassion or having my needs met, I appreciate it and I'm thankful for it. But when I am called to be the one to have compassion and meet the needs of others, how easy it is that my response be to send them away, because I don't have enough. I don't have enough wisdom, mind or heart space, emotional resilience, the competence to meet, to meet the needs of people around me. So send them away to someone else. I think anyone who has tried to respond to the needs of others has experienced some form of this. So what are we to do when we reach these points? And I thought it was interesting. Jesus doesn't rebuke them or say, you, you selfish people, after all that I've given you. But Jesus says to them, uh, Jesus says, you give them something to eat in verse 37. And then Jesus shows them that he will use, uh, what he will use to meet the needs of the crowd. Jesus asks them, what do you have? Five loaves and two fish. In other words, Jesus says that the multitudes will be fed not with something magical or incredibly great and grand, but rather with, with that which is ordinary and small. And it's so easy to feel like the needs around me are so great and that they are going to take some great, grand, huge solution to solve the problem. But Jesus says, no, just bring what you have and he will multiply. So instead of constantly feeling like I don't have enough, just bring what I have to Jesus. And again, I love the fact that we get to try to launch this tutoring program, meet the growing needs of the homeless, food insecurity issues, etc. The needs are insurmountable, but we are just going to bring what we have. We don't have all the answers, we don't have the solution that will ensure success, but we can start somewhere. And um, I often go back to this phrase that my friend Suzanne said at one of the youth training times. She said, something is better than nothing. So let's bring something, even if it's small, because God can multiply and he can feed the multitudes with that. I don't know how God will use the 5-2 ministry that was birthed in the midst of such a terrible pandemic and the racial injustice that has been in our country for so long. These problems are huge, but let's bring what we have and see what God does with it. <laughs>